Hi, I'm Katie Humphrey and welcome to the Behind the Business podcast. And today I have a really exciting guest. It is Nikki Wielden and Nikki is the co-founder of Jampart Business Support. Um, so Jampart is a business support company that supports businesses in a range of activities from HR, finance, social media, admin, all sorts. Um, and we're going to have a bit of a chat today about how to manage your time and work smarter for balance, um, which is something I think we all need a bit more of at the moment, especially me. Um, I can always learn some new tips on managing my time better, juggling homeschooling and work and everything. So welcome, Nikki. It's wonderful to have you. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. It's nice to be here. Great. Um, so do you want to tell us a little bit more about who you are, what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, so I'm the co-founder of Jam Pop Business Support and um, controversially run, I run the business with my uh, co-founder, who is also my husband, which is uh, sometimes people wince at when I tell them and other people kind of go, right, how does that work? But it works well for us. Um, we set the company up about four or five years ago now with just the two of us and um, wanted to utilize our skills in the kind of uh, general, you know, kind of professional problem solver roles that come with being an EA or an operations manager or, or that kind of um, the types of roles that we'd, we'd been in previously. Um, and for, for a couple of years, you know, we just worked with clients in, in that way. Um, but the last, I think the last two years, we've really expanded the team and we, we've now got a team of 12 and we cover all sorts of different things, supporting small businesses and startups um, and entrepreneurs with everything from kind of admin, EA, ops support to finance, marketing, HR, PR, social media all sorts of different things kind of hiring management um and everybody in the team has their own kind of specialism so we're able to cover lots of different ground um we're very very pr proud of the fact that our team are all freelance and work really flexibly we, we've always been remote even before everything kind of happened and um I, i'm very aware that there's a, a wealth of uh talent out there of people who want to work flexibly and want to work remotely and have not necessarily always just because they have children sometimes people have um other commitments that that require them to be flexible and um i think if you can tap into that market you can find some incredibly talented people who who want to work flexibly and, and I'm, I'm very pleased with the fact that we we've got a real kind of um stonking team um of people who are looking for that and and we work in the same way as well so we you know we juggle our family we, we juggle our home life and we set the business up because we wanted that flexibility and the you know the, the ability to actually be present for our kids and to be around when we're around um and to to try to kind of create that life for ourselves so it's possible it's hard work but it's possible which is which is cool so yeah that's me brilliant and i just i think that that's really kind of interesting and exciting actually of, of having that balance of growing a big company you know and, and employing 12 people because that's that's an amazing thing to do and then be able to balance like you said your life you with your husband and your you, you know your kids and yeah and actually have a bit of time because especially in my head I've always kind of thought that if you're going to have a, a big business a you know successful business in terms yeah. of being really big making loads of money employing loads of people that yeah. you just don't have a you don't have a life so it is it's really exciting to kind of hear from you that 
it is possible. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. There's a notion, you know, people often they you hear the term work life balance thrown around a lot. And people talk about whether it's possible. And if I'm completely honest, I, I, I don't think it is completely possible in terms of a perfect work-life balance. There will always be times when work is crazy busy and, you know, the home life is a little bit pushed to the side and vice versa. There's times when you maybe want to take a holiday and the business has to take a little pause or you have to find a way to do that. It's, it's not easy, but I think that... Um, it's interesting because a lot of our clients, when when I initially speak to people who are looking to work with us, I would say like 80% of the time, it's because people want more balance because they're working so much and their health is suffering or their, um, their mental or their physical health um, or their family. And they're suddenly aware of that. And, and particularly over the last year, I've heard that more and more people kind of just rethinking the way that they want to work and the way that they want to be present. And I, I think it, it, it's, it is possible to do both, but it's about finding those ways to, to kind of manage your time and to, to work as efficiently as possible so that you when, when you do have that work time, you're, you're really working. And when you're not, you're you're trying to find ways to allow yourself to be present in that moment instead. Um, there's loads of different ways in which obviously you, you, you can do that, but I, I'm always kind of keen not to push the idea that there's this perfect balance that's possible because I think it's a lot of pressure then for people to think, well, this person's doing it. There must be a way that I can do it. And, you know, I'm struggling to manage my business of just one and this person's doing it with 30 or all this kind of stuff. And everybody's circumstances are so different that it's so important to just look at your own setup and also your what your goals are and to be realistic about what's possible at first you know and then to kind of build it's not going to be something that happens overnight that suddenly you just miraculously have this balance you've got to kind of put things in place and and work towards it um but yeah I, I think I think that the idea that it's possible is enough to allow people to think or rethink the way that they're managing their time their workload um at the moment all the homeschooling and all the I mean that that's a whole different beast um but but trying to I think that the main thing is to to be intentional about your time so planning ahead thinking about you know how you're gonna manage to do things and um and and have and just having that plan, being being intentional about what you're going to be doing, rather than just winging it, because it's much more stressful to wing it. And you might make a plan and it doesn't work. Obviously, you might kind of be like, "This is what I'm going to do today," and it just completely goes out the window, which is probably quite likely. But at least you're trying, and you've got that plan to then maybe carry over to the next day and <laughs> add to tomorrow's plan or, or, you know, whatever, even if it goes wrong, but at least just kind of trying to put those things in motion, I think can make you feel like you've got a bit of control, mm -hmm. even though we probably don't have much control over all of that, particularly right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. And I think one thing that's really important from that is letting things be fluid because, you know, we talk, and I've, I think I've talked about this um, on another podcast, actually, about work-life balance. Um, it was the one with um, Shaney, and we talked a little bit about work-life balance, and I said that I'd, I prefer the term work-life blend. Um, yeah. 
especially if you're self-employed run your own business you're an entrepreneur because you know your business is part of your life so to separate them and this isn't for everybody but for me to separate them doesn't work yeah because then it's not realistic to completely switch off your mind from your own business because you obviously don't you're not going to ignore an email that looks really important if you need to deal with it and if you don't your business is going to you know get into trouble obviously you're always going to have one eye on you know what's going on there in the same way as you're always going to have one eye on your kids sat next to you watching Netflix while you're working you know you're not just (laughs) you're like right that's it now Netflix is looking after you off you go you're still kind of aware that they're there and you know wanting to make sure they're all right um so yeah I like that I like that work-life blend yeah is is a much better term and I just yeah for me it kind of took the pressure off um which was a bit strange really because I'd always had this idea in my head, you know, when people talk about the work-life balance yeah. and it's it's kind of like this dream that you can never get to, like this aspiration yeah. that you're always striving to get to and you can never get there. Yeah. So for me, taking that pressure off and being like, actually, it's just a blend and I can yeah. sit with my kids and think about that email and it, it doesn't make yeah. me a bad mum. And, you know, when I can sit at work and think about the kids and that doesn't make me a bad business owner, just taking that pressure off really kind of made it a bit easier for me. Um, But it it, it is difficult because you do feel mum guilt and you feel like entrepreneur guilt (laughs) for both of them. I think one of the best things we learned, particularly over this last year. So um, June last year, we had my little girl, um, Poppy, and um, that was obviously interesting in a pandemic running a business everything else going on um and one of the things that we have had to really exercise since having kind of her around as well and in the mix is absolutely that kind of fluidity of this is our plan for now you know when i was when i was um still pregnant and we had just had my my little boy we we got into a rhythm for a little while where he would go to bed and we would both come upstairs and work from kind of 7pm to 10 or 11pm and get the majority of our work done then um, just you know while we were in the first kind of lockdown and and he was home a lot because he he just he really needed that time with us and you know or we would get up early and try and get all our work done by 12 o'clock and then the afternoon was all his and those kind of plans changed all the time because now that wouldn't be feasible for me because in the evenings I'm under a sleeping baby so uh, you know I I can't sit and work and I don't want to I'm too tired (laughs) Um, (laughs) but that having the ability to have a plan or think about how you can manage that time but know that next week that might change completely whether that's because you know you're child's going through a leap and all of a sudden their sleep their naps have changed or whether that's because suddenly you're all in isolation because you know you've been told you've got to stay home you know it right now because we don't have that control of what's going on it's almost like make a plan have a have a have an idea in your mind of how you're going to balance that but also be able to then switch that up you know as things change uh, as long as you kind of know what you need to be achieving whether that's a set amount of hours or finishing a project or doing this amount of this per week, it's kind of coming up with a way of doing that and then being well aware that there may be a day where that gets completely wiped out and it's not going to happen. And rather than giving up and kind of going, oh, well, that's that, then it's not possible. It's just a case of reframing it and going, right, okay, this, this way we're doing it isn't working. Let's try a different way. Right, let's try 
I work in the morning, you work in the afternoon, you have the kids in the morning, I, you know, and, and, and let's try that for a bit and see if that works. And then, and, and I think that's really saved us is being able to just keep, you know, being fluid about how we work mm. as long as we know that things are getting done and that we're giving the service that we want to work wise and being present enough with our family life that we want to, you know, as, as we want to be, then how we go about that seems to be changing all the time, you know, as to exactly what that looks like from, from a week to week or sometimes day to day basis. Yeah. Cause I was, I was going to say to you, what does a kind of a general day look like to you? But I suppose on the back of the fluidity conversation, probably very different each day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for, for us at the moment, um, you know, we, we are very fortunate to um, have a support bubble with my in-laws and they are able to help us with our son and help us with homeschooling. And actually, they're absolutely loving it because it's giving them something to be able to do when they can't really go out much. Um, at the moment, it, it's mainly a case of us kind of juggling um, who's working when and because Poppy's now at an age where it's harder to, you know, when she was tiny, she could just kind of lay on my lap and I could and I could work while she was sleeping now it's a case of us switching and changing so um you know Simon will get up and work early in the morning and then we'll swap over and I'll work for a few hours and then sometimes we'll swap over again over lunch and then we'll swap over again and we're doing kind of basically like a bit of a relay and kind of tapping out right okay now you work and 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 doing it like that and then when she naps we we, we can both get on um which at the moment is, is she's doing quite quite a good nap so we're getting some good chunks <laughs> some good chunks in um but yeah th that's what it's looking like for us right now but I'm sure there's going to come a point where that switches up again and you know we start looking at things slightly differently and doing things in a different way um but that's certainly working quite well at the moment we both feel like we're getting our chance to kind of get things done and and um we're managing to maintain the level of service that we want to, which is really important to us because we don't want any clients to feel like there's a, a drop in the way that we work or any of our team, you know, mm. um, that's really important to us, even though I'm sure, you know, with the given circumstances that people would be for, you know, would forgive us. I, uh, it's really important to us that we, that we kind of don't <laughs> show that kind of drop in, in the way that we're able to work. I bet that helps as well you know you and your husband sharing that value in your business I bet that that actually really helps when it comes to kind of divvying up the work and like you said like tag teaming and and passing the baton because you both share yeah. that value yeah I think that we are incredibly lucky to have the setup that we have and again I'm I'm very aware of that because um, right from when we had my little boy, we, we, we completely, the parenting is completely half and half. Um, we, we've always split the, the work and the parenting and, and, and there's, there's no kind of, I do like 70% and he does 30 or anything like that. He's completely hands-on to the point where I went back to work when Max was, um, about four months old and, and Simon stayed at home and became a stay at home dad, um, instead. And, uh, it, it it works very well for us, but I'm also aware that it can be difficult sometimes if somebody, I was speaking to a friend of mine the other day who's thinking of setting up on her own and she's got a small baby and she was asking me kind of how I do it and all of this. But I think I, I kind of was quite keen to point out that part of the reason that I've been able to is actually Simon. Um, 
you know, because if you're doing it on your own, really your only options are to try to work when the baby's napping or when your toddler or, you know, is, is asleep, which can be stressful because if for some reason that day they're teething or whatever, and they don't want to sleep and you've got load to do, that's really hard. And Mm. I'm very lucky that I'm in a position where I've got somebody else there and we, we can figure it out between us. Whereas I think it must be incredibly difficult to do that on your own and to be trying to balance that and everything else, you know, when there's just you, because one person can't possibly do all of that themselves. Um, So then it's about having a plan that works specifically, you know, for that person. Um, Whereas we know what works for us, I think works because we've got that kind of team effort going on. Um, And uh, yeah, I'm very, I'm very grateful that we have that dynamic. Mm. It certainly works well for us. It's an important thing to remember as well, if you if we're thinking about kind of comparison um just just what you were saying there about how everybody's situation is different because like you said with your friend approaching you saying I want to kind of start up on my own mm-hmm. you know people can look at at you and your husband and the setup you've got and think that's brilliant I really want to do that yeah. but actually when your situation is completely different because everybody's it is everybody's yeah. unique it's not necessarily something that's going to work for everybody. So I think kind of understanding that when you're comparing yourself to other people is, is really important that you, you can do it. And like, we're not saying that if you're a single parent, you can't run your own business. No, not at all. Of course you can, but you just have to make sure you do it in a way that works for you and that fits your life rather than kind of cloning what somebody else is doing. Yeah. And, and, and also that, that doesn't have to look, like a traditional work day and I think that's the other thing that people get stuck on is that they they feel like they have to be working in a certain way because that's what either other people in their industry are doing or because that's what you know they feel like they should do and and you know we have somebody on our team and she's absolutely awesome and she only works in evenings she works from about seven o'clock when her son is in bed and she could maybe do two or three hours sometimes more and for us that's perfect because if we have a client that comes in with something and it needs to be for tomorrow but we're totally slammed or nobody in the team is available then she we know she's there so we wake up in the morning and it's done you know, and for her, it's perfect because she regularly gets those few hours a night. And if there's a night that she can't do, that's absolutely fine. You know, we, we, we've got other people on the team. We can figure it out. But I think sometimes focus people focus so much on having to have that traditional, oh, you know, I can't I couldn't do that because, you know, I'm not free in the day at all. OK, well, would you want to work a little bit at night? You might not want to because you might be totally tapped out and want to just crash out. Um, but. If you do have the headspace in an evening, maybe your work or or setting up your business or at least just starting could be in those evening hours or really early in the morning, you know, like get up before the kids and um, sounds like my worst nightmare, but get up before the kids (laughs) in the morning and do two hours before anybody's even up. If if that's going to work for you. Um, And I think that particularly when people are starting out, people will will think, oh, that's not possible for me. So they just won't start. And it's like, you've got to start somewhere. And even if, you know, you you want to work in some some kind of client-facing, you know, service-based industry or something like that, like, like a VA or something like that, you might think, oh, well, I'm not going to get any clients if I can't do any work in the day. Not true at all. You, you know, you just set yourself up as, this is how I work. I work these kind of hours. You know, I, I, I need 24 hours to turn anything around. And off you go. Go and put it out there and see what you can get. Um, yeah. 
managing those expectations is so important you know we um when it was just the two of us particularly when we first started out every single client we spoke to we said just so you know we don't work evenings we we try to avoid working weekends um you know it's really important to us that we have that kind of family time and there I think there was once where that meant that we didn't get the client because they needed evening support and that was fine for us because that was the boundary we'd set and we didn't want you know we'd just come out of jobs where we were working all the time you know not even for our own business and and we didn't want to do that anymore so we were willing to lose clients if it meant that we weren't having that balance um and and that was just just boundaries that we set it's much easier now because we've got a team so just because we don't want to work in the evening doesn't mean somebody else you know I don't I don't want to work at a weekend but we've got people on the team who are quite happy to and actually quite like it so now we've got a bit more flexibility but deciding those boundaries is really important you know and on with time management in general you know how 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 am I going to manage my time how much time do I have what do I need to achieve okay, what are the, what are the possible ways of me doing that? Um, and then starting to put a plan together as to how, how to do that and, and just try it. If it doesn't work, try something else, you know, but at least try. Otherwise mm. people put things off for years and they never do it because they overthink it. And it's like, just do it, just try it. You know, the worst that can happen is it doesn't quite work and you learn from it and then you try it in a different way. But if you don't try it, then you're never going to know. Yeah, no, 100% agree. Um, And I think boundaries is, like you said, it is so important. But I do think it's one of those things that you don't realise how important they are, sometimes until it's too late. Yeah, and it's so much harder to go back once you've already kind of started working like that with with clients. It's so hard to be like, oh, actually, I've now decided I don't work evenings (laughs) when you've been responding to emails all night for the last six months. You know, that's so much harder Managing the expectations and setting those boundaries up front mm-hmm. is, is, is it, I think, is much easier to do that. Um, it is. It, well, I say it is. It must be because when I first started out as a VA, I didn't. Um, yeah. And I will hold my hands up and say, I was a bit shit <laughs> when I first started because <laughs> I had no boundaries. And I, and it was, yeah. I think it was partly down to um, a lack of confidence. Yeah. Um, I just... I wanted to do whatever and I didn't I didn't have the experience you know so yeah I didn't have anything to kind of relate it back to yeah. um, so when I first had some of my first, very very first VA clients I was just like I'll do anything anytime anywhere yeah. whatever you want <laughs> you know yeah. it's fine um, but the problem was was that you end up getting a bit resentful for it because I'd have people contacting me in the evenings yeah, and I'd be like, oh, for goodness sake, I'm trying to watch a film with my kids. Like, give me a break. Yeah. Then I've told them that it's fine. So I can't, yeah. you know, you can't get resentful against about them because, you know, you've, you've yeah. set that boundary um, yeah. and I'd set my boundary to being no boundaries. Um, and it is hard, but I did manage to take a kind of take a step back. And I just said kind of, um, it was probably, I think it was actually about six months in and I was just like, right, these are my new working times. Yep. This is how to contact me. This is when I'll get back to you. This is how it's going to work moving forwards. Mm. You know, and you're like, I'm so sorry, please don't hate me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so hard, particularly at first, because you run the risk of, of 
losing a potential client, which is so difficult at first because you need those. You need, you know, we, we gave ourselves a three month runway. We had enough money to pay the mortgage for three months. And if we didn't get enough clients in that time, we were back to finding full time jobs and, you know, our little boy going into childcare and, and that was enough for us to get us <laughs> to get us going. That was a, a enough uh, of a kind of a, a fire to to get me out there finding some clients. But we we like you, we took on all sorts. I was doing telesales, you know. I was all sorts of stuff that I would absolutely not want to do now for for not enough money, um, because we just needed to pay the bills. And we, you know, we 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 did have those boundaries right from the off. But even then, there were times when you know people would push them and we'd be like okay well you know we don't want to lose the client and and I think that is so difficult it's so easy to be the person that's further down the line saying oh no I mean I wouldn't take that client and it's like that's that's so easy to say that when Mm. you're not starting out whereas I think it's it's just about finding the balance you know you can kind of just say you know my preferences are to work this time and this time or or like you say you know even have a kind of a said it on the bottom of your email that you work this day and this day and this day. And at least then you've tried. And if somebody is really kind of pushing it, you can say, look, you know, I did kind of say that this is what I was hoping to work. Um, mm. I think I think setting boundaries with clients and, and, and that side of things, but also actually setting your own boundaries. And so things like, you know, um, I, I do this a lot with with clients when we're setting them up. You know, if you if you don't ever eat lunch because you're too busy, put it in your calendar. So 12 till 1230 is lunch or that's maybe a bit early. I don't know. We eat lunch dead early because we get up so early, but um, <laughs> maybe one, um, you know, one, one till two is lunch and it's in the calendar and treat it like a meeting. You know, if you find that you're not going to the gym well, not going to the gym, but working out because you're, you're too busy, then put it in the calendar like a meeting this this is the time I'm working out don't book anything else over it unless you really have to obviously there are times when you might need to but block that time out and schedule it in you know even things like if people are struggling to keep on top of emails we'll have half an hour a day nine to nine thirty every single day is blocked out in the diary for managing my emails going through my inbox responding to stuff and then maybe another half an hour in the afternoon to then catch up on all the people that then respond to your morning ones um, and start to plan out that time and and block out time and, and set those boundaries of, oh, actually, you know, I, I can't do one till two, unfortunately. You don't need to tell people why, but that's because that's the time that you're going to stop and you're going to have lunch together and you're going to have a break and then carry on. And so I think having those boundaries yourself as well and knowing what you need, you know, whether that's having 10 minutes a day to go and stand outside in the garden and take a breath of fresh air and just, you know, kind of see the world a bit before you go back to your desk, whatever it is, you know, knowing that that's what you want to do and then finding a way to do it. Mm. I think it helps if you block it out and and treat it like something that has to happen. Um, Definitely. I think that's a really powerful tip as well, a piece of advice. And it's something that I started to do a few months ago. Yeah. And it was when I... I say a few months ago, it's quite a while ago now. Um, but it was when I first started my coaching and I was kind of transitioning between VA and coach. So I still had, I mean, I still do have VA clients now, but I, I had more VA clients then. And I didn't have any time in the week to work on my business because I was always working in my business. Yeah. Um, so I just cleared all my Fridays 
and I booked because I, I use Calendly for people to book in calls yep. and appointments and stuff with me so I blocked off every Friday and Friday is my I named it at the time my CEO day but that makes me feel a bit cringe now so no you need to own it you need to own that title it's don't just... apologize <laughs> no I, I, I own the the premise of the title I just <laughs> I don't know. It's just when someone says like, oh, it's a CEO day, it just makes me go, ooh. Yeah. But uh, the premise of it, yes. I absolutely love. So Friday is my, my we'll call it a CEO day because I can't think of anything else to call it. It's my CEO yep. day where I spend working on my business. So I look at my marketing, I do social media, I do, yep. you know, whatever plan I want to do for the following week. Anything, podcast stuff, mm-hmm. anything like that is is for my Friday. And it's so helpful because I know I don't have calls on a Friday. Yeah. I know I don't have any client work booked in. I am still a little bit flexible. And if things yeah. pop up, I will still do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, because fluid. But, uh, but you know what your boundaries are with that. You know, you exactly. know what is deemed as, oh, I need to do this. And what is deemed as that can be dealt with on Monday, you know. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's just so nice. And it's such a nice feeling to have, especially on a Friday, because you know, you get the Friday feeling. I then have the op- you know, the option to finish early if I want to, like, yeah. Yeah. or to not do any work at all. If I decide my CEO jobs for that day is to do nothing, then, yeah. you know, that's what I'll do. And just, but having that option in my diary every yeah. single week is just wonderful and I can choose what I do with it. Um, yeah. And that that really helps me to kind of manage my, my work, my workflow, and also kind yeah. of my mental health as well, because knowing that Absolutely. I have a day of no pressure. Yeah. Is... And if you need to, you could go and, you know, watch a film and, you know, get in bed and do nothing. If that's what you need, then you're mm-hmm. able to do that, which you've set yourself up the possibility of doing it, which is important because sometimes it's just the knowledge that you could, isn't it? That like is a start. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's definitely a really, really good piece of advice. Um, I think um, as well, you know, you mentioned using Calendly. One of the things that I am very passionate about and I've spoken about a few times um, at events is using tech tools to help you run your business more efficiently. And people, people, I think, underestimate how much is out there that can do things for you and save you so much time. Things like Calendly, where you say, here's a load of slots, book yourself in. Great. You know, and, you know, we, we use all sorts of little tools and, and different bits and pieces to help with our kind of the, the way that our business runs. And and there are so many tech startups out there that are doing things where they do freemium models. So you can, you know, use a piece of software for free and then actually you only have to upgrade if you want the, the, the higher features. And a lot of the time, you know, project management softwares, kind of digital to do lists, all that kind of stuff. It can make your life so much easier. But there are also tools, you know, that do things like um, there's things on your phone and stuff like that and and for your computer where you can, you know, stop um, other things from distracting you for that time whilst you're, you know, working on that particular thing. And, and, um, you know, a client of mine has um, a thing with his his inbox where it basically stops anything coming into his – obviously things are coming into his inbox, but he can't see any new emails, you know, until a set time. And so then he set those times and they're the times that he deals with all of his emails. And I I think Gmail even has this setting now, you know, and then, and so there are so many things out there that can help you do it that I think as well, it's a shame that some of the, some are kind of lesser known and, and using things to help you save that time 
or even to log your time. Like I imagine you use some kind of time management software. Um, yes. we, we use Clockify because it's cheaper than Toggle. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, and we, we log every single minute. And, and I log my own time working for our business as well as logging any any client kind of billable time so that I can see okay how much have I done today like I feel like I've not done much client work today but when I look back at what I've actually achieved I've done loads of stuff and I can see then you know what is taking up loads of my time and potentially should I actually be delegating that is there someone else that can do it you know and and sometimes the answer is no and sometimes that there is a time when it's better to delegate and there is a there's times when you know you, you might not want to I think when people say to me when's the time to kind of get a VA or any kind of help like that I usually say well if you could spend that time doing billable work instead and making more money then that would be a good point to have somebody doing the stuff that you don't really need to do but using those tools I think is is it's so important to kind of not be afraid to use things like that to to help and um but also for, for me, one of the best things that I, I find helps me juggle everything is having a smartwatch. Because when I'm with the kids, I want to be present. If I'm sat on the floor playing with them, I don't want to keep looking at my phone to see, oh, wait, wait is that an important email? Oh, no. Do I need to check that? Oh, what if that's, you know, I don't want to miss anything important, but I also don't want to be constantly on my phone. Yeah. Whereas if I've got my watch on. I get a notification, I can glance at it for a second and I can very quickly see whether it's something that needs to be actioned. And if it is real emergency, I can deal with it. But most of the time it's not. And it's something <laughs> that I can deal with later. And, you know, I can then go and, and sort all that out later on. And I think um, having something like that is is so much more useful than people think in terms of allowing you to have that headspace to know that everything's okay you know, everything's not going to kind of go to hell because you're not sat by your computer. You can still see what's going on, but also you don't have to have your phone in your hand. You can be playing, you can be out and about, you can be walking around. You know, if, if we go for a walk, I can still kind of see what's going on if I need to without, again, having to have my phone in my hand all the time. Um, I found that to be surprisingly effective in terms of allowing me to feel like that I've got that freedom of not being in work mode and that switch off um but without that fear of missing something really important um which obviously is, is real I'm sure you experience the same that kind of fear of missing something that might I don't even know what it would be that might suddenly bring your business crumbling down it's it's probably not even justified but it's it exists yeah um, definitely. and that, that really helps me having that I think gives me yeah. that freedom, which is it, which it, it really does I um I got one for Christmas um, oh, Santa, Santa very kindly got me um, an, uh, a smartwatch yeah. and I didn't realise, it's a bit like you, until I got it, how much of a amazing. game changer it is. It's absolutely amazing. It really is. And I've, I've always struggled and my husband will testify to this of putting my phone down because I'm yeah. constantly distracted by it. Um, and yeah. I, spent, I spent some time at the end of last year um, turning off all my notifications so like for Facebook I don't have any notifications whatsoever yeah um Instagram I do but I think uh, Instagram and Facebook Messenger are the only apps I allow yeah uh, notifications from now everything yeah. else I turned off because I wanted it to be my decision when I yeah. check them yeah. not when it's constantly pinging yeah. um and emails obviously I get my emails um but I was still 
always on my phone and and it is that fear isn't it that something's going to happen or you've forgotten something or you know a client needs something or or whatever it is um but having the smartwatch has been a game changer because like you said it just it pings up you can look at it for one second and be like no it's just just some rubbish or I just don't need to deal with that yet you don't need like a fancy one it's not like everyone needs to go out and buy an apple watch um like i i've just recently got a newer kind of slightly better better one i've got an oppo watch which is which is really cool um but before that you know last year for pretty much the whole year i had one that i got off amazon that was something like 30 quid and it just all i needed it to do was give me notifications and also maybe you know track a workout or whatever you know every now and then track a walk um but the main (laughs) thing was you know and and that was so cheap and it allowed me to 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 do that so it's not even like it's something where you have to go and have this huge expense you don't need to go out and spend hundreds of pounds but it's such a small thing like it's interesting that you've just recently experienced that as well like it, it really makes a difference when you're trying to juggle so many things um it's just i think it's quite a, a kind of a simple tip that can make a massive impact on allowing you to have that almost switch off time yeah. <laughs> to feel like you've got the switch off time but knowing that you've still got an eye on what's happening yeah um, definitely and and it is like i i actually can't stress enough how effective it is like to the point where i didn't even know where my phone was the other day like i'd put it down yeah. somewhere and because yeah. i get my notifications on my watch i hadn't even thought about it because yeah. I, I, I can even have calls on mine as well so i can even just answer the phone on it yeah and just yeah. sit and sit and talk to it <laughs> yeah. so um but it, no it that is a real game changer um but just in terms of of kind of like technology and and things like that for support Mm. just to kind of round this off um what are your kind of top i don't know two or three or or four however many kind of tech systems that you use for managing time so i think calendly would be a big one like like we've said just because it can really reduce that back and forth um of setting up meetings um certainly any kind of task management Asana, uh, Todoist, Monday.com. We, we use ClickUp and we absolutely love it. Um, think Things like that, I think, because you can get everything out of your head, put it all down. You know, if you're in the middle of cooking tea and you suddenly think of something you need to do tomorrow, you can just put it, just put it in there and then you know that it's, that it's there. Um, f- for us, um, we have found it really effective having something like Drift, um, like a live chat software on our website so that it's less back and forth on emails about sales inquiries and more that people can just tap straight into um, asking you questions. And we've found that really effective and, and Drift is free. Um, and I just have the Drift app on my phone. And if somebody messages, there's a little message that says, we'll try to get back to you. Um, if people go to the, our website, my face pops up and says, how can I help? Um, and people are regularly surprised when it's actually me kind of saying, <laughs> no, seriously, how, how can I help? Like, what can I do? Um, but that's helped us because there's less managing an inbox of email inquiries. Um, that's really helped. Um, I'm trying to think what else we use. You know, I mean, we, we use Slack internally and with a lot of clients um, as a communication software. Um, because it does so many things and some of the features that I like the most are things like if somebody messages you with something to do you can just right click and choose to have it remind you about that message in whatever kind of time period you want so if somebody messages me and I'm in the middle of something I can just set it to remind me in three hours or at 9am tomorrow 
and that makes sure I don't miss it but also means I don't have to deal with it that second um which I think really handy really helps and and slack's got loads of clever features like that where you can do all sorts of things um I think the last thing would be making the most of the send later function on your email I don't know whether I don't know whether you can do it on Outlook, but certainly on Gmail, um, if you click the little arrow next to where it says send, you have the option to send later. And so it might be that you have a window of time between 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. at night where you want to do a load of emails, but you don't want people to know that you're doing your work at that time because then they might think that you're available to work at that time. So you can choose to send all those emails at nine o'clock the next day. And then you basically line them all up and it sends them at nine o'clock and you start working and everything's all been sent out. And those types of things are so useful because it allows you to get stuff done in your time, but for things still to be going out at a, I don't know, I don't want to say normal time because everyone works differently, but... Kind of within your boundaries. Yeah, it, yeah that's exactly it. It helps you protect. If you happen to want to work a bit at four in the morning then you do it, but you might not want people to know you're working at that time in case they <laughs> think, oh, great, you're free, right. Actually, could you help me with this? Um, particularly weekends, I find, if I want to get some stuff done on a weekend, but I don't want people to know that I'm doing stuff on a Sunday because um, I don't really want to be available on a Sunday. It's my choice, yeah. you know. Um, that send later function, I think, is really, really useful and, and definitely underused. Yeah, yeah, no, that's brilliant. I've actually never used it, but the more you're talking about it then, I was like, I don't know why I'm not using this. I, th- I think that people Genius. know it's there, but I think people don't connect that that, that it's um, so useful. useful. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. useful when it comes to managing time and, and protecting your boundaries. Because um, it can be very difficult if you say to somebody, I don't work between one and two because I always have my lunch. But then there's a random day where you are working at that time. And you don't want to email them at that time because you specifically said I don't work at this time. <laughs> um, so you just said it to go out at two, you know, or three or whatever. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's really helpful. And just just to kind of throw my hat in the ring um, mm. in terms of, of technology, Zapier is something that I've started yeah. using. Yeah, yeah. That's- I absolutely love that because there was um, a couple of times when I was using a platform and I was like, oh, I love it, but I just wish it would do this or I wish it would update this or yeah. something. And then someone pointed me in the direction of Zapier and it kind of, it connects apps together, it doesn't links it? stuff up, yeah. Yeah, so I've got one where um, if somebody books a course on Eventbrite, their email address gets added to my newsletter list. Obviously, yeah. it's all GDPR and they agree to do it but it does it all automatically so it it goes takes the information from Eventbrite and adds it to MailerLite into my newsletter and I don't have to do anything and and I just think that's that saves me an awful lot of time with a few different yeah finding those little hacks can can make such a difference the problem is that it takes time to think about those things and set them up but once you've set them up like for you you know doing stuff like that on a Friday on your kind of business admin day allows you to kind of then probably save time for the next six months you know because you've if you spend the day loading up all your social media into you know Hootsuite or later or whatever and then you know that you don't have to think about posting for the next two weeks and stuff like that like just thinking ahead just planning your time and, and trying to be really intentional about how you're going to use your time and what needs to be done by when and how you'd like to you know what is your end goal how would you like to work what can I put in place to get to that point and just yeah. trying it you know and I I think that's a really important thought to end on actually is 
is is what you just said there about what do you want it to look like so not not kind of where you're at right now but how do you want to work what do you want that to look like and then that makes it easier once you've got kind of a clear image in your head doesn't it of what how do you want to work and and what you want that to look and feel like and then what steps you can take to put in place to get to there Um, yeah yeah absolutely and and being realistic with it and also being aware that it might take a few different different kind of attempts to get there um (laughs) but it is possible it's just um I think just just trying to expect that there's a bit of work to get to it rather than just kind of assuming that it's all just going to magically happen kind of you know I run my own business so I'm just going to suddenly have all this flexibility and this kind of work-life balance and often it can end up being you can be working more than you ever did when you work for someone else if you're not careful um especially at the beginning (laughs) absolutely yeah yeah definitely yeah well thank you ever so much Nikki it's been a real pleasure and I I genuinely think that that is just so jam-packed full of advice it's it's brilliant (laughs) hopefully there's some useful stuff for people to take away yeah Um, no there definitely is um so thank you ever so much for joining me it's been a pleasure thanks for having me no problem and thanks to everybody for listening and I'll see you on the next episode Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Behind the Business podcast. Remember to like and share with anyone that might enjoy this. Let's create a community.